Hey, have you ever wondered what goes on at BC? Well, this is the BC Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Willie Woods, and we created this podcast to discuss those amazing, life-changing activities that take place right here at Bethlehem Church of Starkville. Not only that, but we will also be covering various topics that are not only relevant to everyday living, but will also strengthen your walk with Christ. So make sure you tune in to each episode because you don't want to miss a thing. Welcome to another episode of BC Talk. It's been a while since our last podcast, uh, but we're getting back on track this year, and we're starting off with a special podcast. Right now, as we're, we're recording, we are in the midst of what a lot of, of us refer to as the Passion Week, which is the period between Palm Sunday and what we celebrate as Easter Sunday, uh, which was the final week of Jesus's ministry leading up to his death on the cross. There were a lot of special things that happened during this last uh, week of his ministry. And so we have with us today, we have uh, Pastor B, and he is the pastor of BC, of the BC Talk podcast. And also we have a special guest with us today. We have uh, Brother Thurman Covey with us, and we're just going to have a conversation talking about Passion Week and how it is significant to our lives, uh, some of the main things that we can draw out of it that applies to us today. And so we're just gonna sit back and have a conversation and, and we want you to just sit back with us and enjoy the podcast today. And so leading up into the final week, we know that Jesus went through his ministry and a lot of what was recorded in the gospels they spent a lot of time talking about this final week because of its significance. And it started off with his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And I could imagine how that the prophets had already foretold that a king was coming. And we see that on this day, it was symbolic of the king that was promised coming back into Jerusalem. Uh, he was coming to take his crown, take his throne, but not in the way that many supposed it was going to happen. And we know that he came in riding on a donkey and how that the crowds gathered and they begin to spread their cloaks in the road. Uh, they cut branches down. They begin to cry, Hosanna, son of David. And it was a, a joyous occasion. I'm going to ask Pastor B, what does this triumphal entry mean to us and how can we apply it to our lives? Uh, thank you, Brother Woods. Listen, I'm so glad to be here today with you guys on the BC Talk podcast and so glad to have our friend, Brother Thurman Covey. We've been in an incredible prayer revival this week, and uh, so we're happy to have him with us today as well. Um, you know, when you talk about the Passion Week and you talk about Jesus Christ and his ministry and how the Gospels records all the miracles that happen in his, in his time upon earth, there's a lot of good things, right, we can not only we preach about, but we can talk about today. When you talk about Palm Sunday, man, what, a, what an incredible time. If you were a disciple, can you imagine how it would have felt to, uh, to, to, to feel, I guess maybe the best way I can describe it is to feel like, hey, things are about to change. You know, he's coming. The king is here. He's, 
He's been in our midst. We've been around him, and we've seen miracles. We've seen signs. We've seen wonders. We've seen all these things that he's done. And, and here he's coming in, and they're throwing palm leaves down, and they're, they're no doubt probably thinking, man, this is the start of a new government, a new age for us and, uh, and the Jewish people, the Hebrew people. But, but here we got Jesus Christ as he is coming in on that donkey Everybody else might have had one thought in mind, but we know what Jesus had on his mind, right? We know that he knew what was going to happen just, you know, a few days uh, in the future. He knew about the cross. He, he knew in his infinite knowledge, God in flesh, he knew that the cross was down the road. He knew the tomb. He knew uh, Resurrection Sunday was coming. So even though everybody seems so excited on that Palm Sunday about him coming in and riding in on that donkey they're singing hosanna to the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord here he comes and he's sitting there no way can i ever even begin to think like god would think but i can only imagine that even though there was so much excitement there had to be some type of sorrow in his thought pattern maybe if because he was even though he was fully god he's also fully man and we know the the, the flesh of jesus even would cry in the in the garden and he would pray Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. So, so he knows as he is entering in, this is his final entry into this place uh, that he had been so many times before. And while we celebrate Palm Sunday, uh, we did, you know, last Sunday and, and what it means to us. To Jesus, he knew what was coming, right? He knew the cross was there. He knew right. that the, the tomb was waiting for him. And so, uh, and I guess what I want to pull from this is that he 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 decided he made himself he he made the decision to wake up that morning and to make that entry that triumphal entry into that city and i'm gonna tell you what a great god that we serve that that he would not only just robe himself in flesh but he would he had to crucify his flesh even on palm sunday yes to get onto that donkey and to ride in and to know this is that this is the beginning of the end of his life on earth but we know that even though it was the beginning of the end of his life on earth it was not the end praise the lord right it was the it was the beginning of our life and so man my goodness just to think about palm sunday i just i guess i think about what it means to me is that sometimes you have to you not sometimes every day you have to make a decision every day i am going to do what's right i'm going to live for god i'm going to sacrifice my life for the cause of the kingdom whatever it takes what a great That's example right. to follow you know that there's a lot of things in this in this world that people get so excited about but i'm telling you i'm excited to give my life to jesus every single day and that's what he did. He, he, was, he gave his life for us. And, and, uh, and so I just love what Palm Sunday means and, uh, and, and how it relates to us. My goodness, I love, I love this whole week. What a great week. Brother Kobe, what are your thoughts on Palm Sunday and what it means to us? As I think about uh, this week, uh, it's an emotional week. A lot of emotions come to my mind living in life for 48 years that the disciples, even though Jesus had told them that he wasn't coming to set up an earthly kingdom, he was coming to set up a spiritual kingdom, they they were thinking he was going to set up a kingdom. I don't think they realized the, what the load that Jesus had on them day and then the emotional roller coaster that they were about to face during this week. And us as Christians and as believers... We, we sometimes forget that the Bible says he counted it joy to go to the cross. So a lot of times in our trials and 
leading up to things, God is, is bringing us to a place. He's, he's conforming us to his image. And as I think about this, all, all the things I've been through, the emotions and, and, and how these disciples would have walked, how they would have felt from being excitement and then the agony, the disappointment of him dying and the disappointment that they faced, even though he told them he was going to be resurrected, just as we have that hope that he's coming to get us one day. And so the emotional roller coasters sometimes as we go through life, I think of the, these days that followed as he come in into the city and then they worship him. There's an old saying that when men praise you, be careful. And so uh, I think of that, that when men lift you up, be careful because every person, if you live, you're going to be you're going to be crucified that's by right, people. That's right. But as a Christian, we have to, uh, pastor said it earlier, you have to get up again and have to serve him again. you got to count it as a joy as serving the Lord because our hope is not in this world, but our hope is in the world to come. And so we must realize that if Jesus knew, he, he said it earlier that, you know, I, I, I'm going to let this cup, I'd like this cup to pass, but not my will be done. And so he set an example for us during this week that we're going to have moments of joy we're going to have moments of disappointment we're going to have moments of failure but then there's going to come a day of resurrection and so that's that's what i want to leave with you at this moment is that even though we have many emotions as christians we have a hope beyond this earth you know we get into uh monday and tuesday and wednesday and we just kind of go through the week monday just to kind of give a couple highlights monday we know that looking at the word of god that there was a, a moment where he cursed a fig tree that that he was not pleased with we understand that he went in and he pronounced a symbolic judgment upon the the house of the lord because of the irreverence that was showed uh in the house of prayer so we know that it, it, you kind of start looking at what he did on monday and then on tuesday the religious leaders they started started kind of trying to persecute him and and have conspiracies against him to trap him and all that started escalating and so it really happened really quick you know it wasn't like it took I mean this has been building for months and months and months and then all of a sudden it's just like Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday it's like all of a sudden it's here I mean it's happening the persecution of our Lord and Savior and uh, and, and so when you just kind of look at those days as we're just kind of going through the week um, Monday it's almost like he's He's talking to us through this fig tree and through the, the temple. He's the temple cleansing. He's kind of talking to us about how that we need to be right. You know, when you're going into the trials of life, you need to be right. You need, you need to produce the fruit that you're supposed to produce and the season that you're supposed to right. produce it in. You, you need to uh, be clean and holy before the Lord. You, you know, it's a great example if you really think about it that before when you go into persecuting times in your life and we're all going to go through that obviously none of us has been through what jesus went through but we're, we all go through some things and when we start to go through things in our life listen i'd rather go ahead and get right before i go through it because when you're in the middle of it i'm going to tell you it's really difficult sometimes to to, to pray like you should and it's if you start early you'll be able to finish right i guess is what i'm That's trying right. to say and jesus really gave us some good examples in on monday and then Tuesday, we know that religious leaders, they attempted to discredit Jesus. They, they warned the crowds and the disciples about uh, hypocrisy and unbelief. 
And Jesus, they, he, he pronounced seven condemnation or seven woes addressing the false religions that was, uh, that was a stink in his nostrils. And so he really just started preparing. Everything was just really starting to build toward that moment where he would be crucified. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you, life is like that sometimes. But as things build in our life, listen, if you're not ready for the trials of life, it will absolutely destroy you. Uh, there will be times in your life where people will be against you. There will be times in your life where people will talk about you, talk down to you. There will be times in your life when people will even tell you that your walk with God doesn't make sense to them, and they'll cause you to question things in your life. But you need to be sure. You need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, hey, I'm living for God. I know why I'm living for God. I know that he died on the cross for me. I know that he, he died just so that I could be saved. We need to be absolutely convinced about our calling, our passion, because when the trials of life hit and happen in our life, we need to be prepared to, to be successful and be the man that God called us to be and the woman that God called us to be. And, and then when I look at this week, it really just throws up a huge flashing light that Jesus is doing his, everything that he possibly can to prepare not only himself, but to pre prepare the people for what was about to happen. You know, as I look at this and, and after the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday, Looking at Monday and Tuesday, how the events, they kind of, in my mind, they kind of run together. How that he came in and, it, you know, we talk about the parable of the fig tree, how it wasn't producing, how he cleansed the temple. And then he began to address the false religion. We know that he was God in the flesh. Right. And that historically, the Jews had as a nation had turned away from God, and that was sort of his purpose to come back and to redeem his people, um, and how that, even in his ministry, he expressed some disappointment in how that uh, some things were lost, how that God was always trying to establish something with his people, uh, but they would always turn to other things and not allow him to work through them. That's right. And so there was a certain type of disappointment. He talked about how the God, he, he desired to take Israel under his wing and how he desired to be their leader, but they had rejected him. And how that relates to our lives, how that when God, you know, when he created man, man was perfect, in a, in a perfect state. And when God created us, he created us in his image. And all of us, he has a desire to have, to pull something out of our lives. And when we don't measure up to what, uh, he wants us to be. That's why he came to redeem us. That's right. And so, uh, you know, there's a, he, he, he comes in and he was saying that the fig tree did not bear the figs. And sometimes in our lives, we don't bear the fruit that God has given us the potential to bear and how the cleansing of the temple, how God wants to come in. He wants to cleanse us. Uh, he wants to uh, all those false uh, thoughts that we have, all of, all of those lies that we have in our lives, all the things that we're following that will lead to nothing. He wants to clean all that up uh, within us. Uh, and so I kind of, there's, there's kind of a parallel of what was going on in Jerusalem at that time and what we, we are dealing with today. Jesus wanted to come in and he wanted to clean us up so that we could bear that fruit, uh, so that we could be the temple that he wanted us uh, to be. Yes, uh I agree with Brother Woods. I was thinking that when people look at us, do they do they see the fruit of the Spirit from the Lord? And 
I remember a quote in the Bible, Jesus said, he said, when I return to the earth, will I find faith? And so apparently he was disappointed there was no fruit. And a lot of times we we do disappoint people if we do not have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And as Jesus come into the, into the temple, one of the reasons that he cleansed it was because a lot of Christians forget that this is a life of sacrifice. Yes. One of the reasons that he cleansed it was that the the priest and the people were selling animals, and they would sell them right there at the temple, and they would go in and they would sacrifice them. So it was not really a sacrifice unto God because the Jewish people, their tradition was they would take a lamb home and they would raise this lamb, and their children would be close to this lamb, like we would have a pet, maybe a dog or a cat or something, yes. and we would we would begin to love it, and so. They would love this little lamb and what whatever the animal was, and so they when they took it to to offer it was a real sacrifice. It it cost them something. It it cost them, and we were talking about emotions earlier. It it touched their heart because they loved this thing just as Jesus loved us. He offered himself a perfect sacrifice. So these people they were not they were not offering a, a real a true sacrifice, and when. When we give ourselves our money and our time, sometimes it's not really a sacrifice because we have uh, a, God has blessed us in abundance. So it had, it's not really a sacrifice. So we got to learn when God blesses us that we have to learn to produce a, a sacrifice, an abundant sacrifice that really cost us something. And Tuesday, that I see this, Jesus came and, you know, when they say when men talk, speak evil of you uh, I think it was Billy Graham offered a quote that they come in here and they had to have two men to testify against you they could not find anybody that could say anything about him that they entrapped him they told lies about him really they were fulfilling God's perfect will God was using them even one of the Pharisees prophesied that one would have to die for the nation and they had to use two and I think it was Billy Graham quote one time said that live your life as though when men speak evil of you that you make them look like liars. And so this is what Jesus really, really done that he 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 made them look like liars, even though they were lying. He, He was still in God's will. God used his own people to crucify him where he could be the ultimate sacrifice, not only for the Jewish people, but for the entire nations, the Gentile people, and yes. to betray him. And those are, that, was, that was very good insight. And so we have about five more minutes, and we're going to talk about what led up the final event, uh, which is, you know, really what is the most significant event, not only of the Bible, but Uh, that happened when he went to the cross. And leading up to the cross, uh, we know there was a Last Supper. um, And we also know there was a, before the cross, there was a Garden of Gethsemane. And finally, he went to the trial and to the cross to die for our sins and also the resurrection. And this is really what the whole ministry was leading up to because if he had not died and rose again, we wouldn't even be celebrating uh, this week. Uh, we would That's not be right. able to partake of salvation. And so I'm going to just just talk about the importance of this these final days leading from the Last Supper 
uh, to the Garden of Gethsemane to dying on the cross and resurrection and how significant it is to our lives today. And we're going to start off with Brother Kobe. Yes, when I look at these last three days, I'm reminded in the Bible that Jesus, he died. He died on that cross. There was, they put three men on there, and they were all crucified. They were already dead. And I talk about this a lot in in praying of true repentance is is turning away. It's a it's a type and shadow of Jesus Christ's death. Even though we physically don't die, we have to die out to ourselves what our will is to really live. Someone said you must die. To die is to gain. Jesus said. And he means to die out to yourself, your plans, your will. And when you when you repent of your sins and you die at an altar, we, wherever you're at, wherever you want to repent, repentance is a type of death. And so you die out to yourself. And then you're, you're, he was buried. And so the Bible says we are buried with him in baptism. So we take on, we take on Christ in baptism. Just like when you go to, to a funeral, uh, they put people under the ground. So that's why we believe in you, you're water baptized. It's a type of a watery grave. So you repent, you die, so you must be buried in water in the name of Jesus because they were baptized in the name of Jesus. If, if The Bible says that in the blood there's life in the remission of sins. So a person had to die for you. That person had to have blood, and that person had to have a name. That name represented authority. So when you went down in that watery grave, that name was called over you because it, I think it was in, in uh, way back in the slavery days, if a slave was to be, if he was to be free, they would bring him into pu- public and they would actually pour water over him. And whoever was the person setting him free, the slave owner would set him free. They would pour water on him in public for, where everybody could see and then they would speak the master or the slave owner's name over him. That would meant he would be free. This was a this was actually a, a type of baptism. There's all kind of things that that lays a foundation for us. So, so we repent, we die, we were buried with him in baptism in the name of Jesus with his authority, and then we're filled with the Holy Ghost. and And so that's a resurrection of new life. When you think about Wednesday, you know Judas. Uh, just to take us back a couple of days, Judas, he started to conspire against our Lord and Savior. Um, and, and when you start thinking about that, man, think about how much time Jesus poured into his disciples and what he did for them and the, the miracles that, he, that they saw. I mean, how many times did Judas probably see blind eyes open or lame walk or, you know, all the things that he, that he did just to be in his presence and then still be able to go out and turn his back on him and conspire against him now we know it was in god's will for it to happen i mean nothing happens unless it's in god's will so we understand that that was the plan that all along that he would be betrayed but but can you imagine the the guilt that judas felt i mean that's why we we read in the word of god that he hung himself and uh, he couldn't live with himself i'm just going to paraphrase couldn't live with himself knowing what he had done Uh, but it just goes to show you that that it's really easy to be in the presence of god in the presence of his power, his might, and and you can still be influenced enough to make the wrong decision if you're not where you need to be. And I'll give you a quick example as I know we're going to close this podcast out. And you look at the Last Supper. Who was beside Jesus at the Last Supper? Uh, Brother Woods, you remember who was at his 
at his at his side. Right, it was Judas. It was it was right there, right? Right. But at some point, decided to get up and leave, and uh, it just I think it really just talks volumes to us that 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 when you're you can you can stay in the presence of God, or you can get up and you can leave. And a lot yeah. of times, people make a decision. Uh, not to stay in his presence, right. not to stay in the presence of the almighty God. And when you make that decision, you open yourself up to make all kind of mistakes in your life. And, and I'm going to tell you, we're, we, I, I need help from the Lord just to go to Walmart at times. <laughs> I can't right. imagine going through life without him. Um, and then we know the garden of Gethsemane. He, he, he prayed the prayer that we, we talked about earlier, uh, where he crucified his own flesh there, um, saying, God, let your will be done. And then the trials took place, and Brother Kobe so edu- eloquently described the crucifixion, the death, burial, and resurrection, and what it means to us as born-again believers. But I'm going to tell you, this week we celebrated, and I think we should celebrate it. It's a great thing to, to, to go back and look at the price that he paid for us. But if you go back and you celebrate and you look at it and you're excited about it, and you know, a lot of folks will be at church on Easter Sunday, and, and that might be one of the only services that they attend throughout the entire year because you know hey we go to service on easter we go to service on christmas that's right but if you think about it instead of just going back and and celebrating what he did why don't we just live out his plan for us yes you know why don't we just instead of talking about just what he did that's that we need to that's absolutely in in line and in order but let's let's also live out the death the burial, and the resurrection our life let's be everything that he called us to be let's let's the sacrifice that he made let's go ahead and allow that blood to be applied to our life and be everything that god called us to be because that's why he did it he he did it so that we could be changed and have a newness of life and i think about all the sacrifices that my wife and i make for our children and uh man if 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 they looked at me and said dad thanks but no thanks and just turned around and walked away i would I would probably count it as an insult, Brother Woods, you know, like, hey, don't you know what I did for you? I've worked hard for you. I bought you this. I've fed you. I've clothed you. And uh, and just to say whatever and walk away, that's that's pretty insulting. And you think about it, we do that every single day in the world that we live in. We do that to our Lord and Savior when we make decisions that's not Christ-like, when we do things and we act certain ways and we talk certain ways and we we don't we don't we don't try to live for God. We turn our back on him. Uh, my my goodness, you know, I, I can only imagine what an insult it must be um, just to know what he went through Passion Week. We we didn't even talk about the, sh- the stripes upon his back and the crown of thorns that got sh- pressed into his head. We could spend a lot of time talking about that today. But I, I just want us to know today that, that w- everything that happened between Palm Sunday and Resurrection Sunday, it was for you, it was for me, it was for Brother Covey, it was for everybody that's listening right now, it was for the pentecostals it was for the methodist it was for the baptist it was for the presbyterians it was for the non-denominational it was for every single man woman boy and girl that's ever lived or ever will live or living right now it was for us and i'm thankful i don't know about you guys i know that you feel the same way i am so thankful we're coming to our conclusion and we just want you to remember um the sacrifice that was made how significant this week is and how that we can apply it to our lives jesus paid a great price for us He sacrificed for us, and now it's time for us to sacrifice ourselves uh, for him. And so we want to thank Pastor B, and also uh, we want to thank Brother Covey, uh, which uh, Pastor B, uh, how he mentioned before, we are in the midst of a good prayer revival uh, led by Brother Covey. It's been uh, great uh, every night, 
And we're so thankful to have him with us uh, and talking with us about the Passion Week. And so this has been another episode of BC Talk. And until next time.